I want to share with you a quick testimony of something that began in the winter of 2018. Early in the year, in January, a man sent me a book. The title of the book was The World on Fire, and it was written by Rick Joyner. This book is an account of the Welsh Revival. I don't read many books outside of Scripture, so I was hesitant to pick this one up. It sat on my coffee table throughout the week, and then as I got home from work on Friday evening, I picked it up after dinner and began to read. I was soon gripped by the Spirit of the Lord resting upon this book. I read late into the night, up till one or two o'clock in the morning, and then went to bed out of exhaustion. I woke up early the next morning before anyone else and could not wait to get back into this book. As I read, its pages came alive. As I read, I could feel the souls of the people that were in the Welsh revival and the experiences of the glory of God that they had. I found myself returning to work on Monday, grabbing the book on the way out the door and taking it to work with me. Every opportunity I got, I would run out to my car and I would read a paragraph or a page or a chapter in the book and go back into work. And while working, I would meditate on the things that I had just read. I was consumed with this book and gripped by the Holy Spirit about the Welsh Revival. As you read this book, you will see that the Welsh Revival holds a pattern that no revival ever showed, even since the day of Pentecost. And I believe that this pattern represents what God is about to do in these last days. One of the greatest attributes of the Welsh Revival was that it was allowed to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. The secret of the Welsh Revival was that man sat down and God stood up. The Holy Spirit was allowed to minister as He chose. Many ministers who would come from around the world to visit the Welsh Revival would, would be disturbed by what they experienced in the meetings. If the meeting was scheduled to start at 7 o'clock that evening, the sanctuary would be packed out to capacity, the doors left open, the windows left open, and people would be on the lawn because there were more people than the building could hold. At 7 o'clock, the service was supposed to start, but no one would get up to welcome visitors and guests. No one began to sing, no one began to pray, but in the majority of the meetings, the people just sat and waited upon the Lord. Sometimes they would wait 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour or more. And then suddenly, prompted purely by the Spirit of God, someone would stand up and read a scripture and the glory of the Lord would fill the sanctuary. Or they would stand up and begin to sing a song and soon the congregation would join with them. No piano, no guitars, just voices singing in adoration of the Lamb. And sometimes they would sing the same song over and over and over for hours on end. But every few minutes during the singing, someone would stand 
and, and cry out loud, Oh God, save me. And they would be born again. Or someone would jump to their feet and yell, I'm healed. I'm healed by the power of God. And this would go on for hours. Ministers would come from all over the world and think that the waiting upon the Lord and, and God using young people, most in their teens, to, to, to preach the gospel when it was preached, to pray the prayers of intercession that would see multitudes come into the kingdom. Great ministers from all over the world were bothered by this. And some of them would attempt to walk up to the pulpit to initiate what they thought should be happening. But it never failed. The fear of the Lord would grip these ministers in such depth that they would back away from the pulpit as if not turning their back on a lion. The Welsh revival was powerful. On February 17th of 2018, after... Um, about five weeks of reading the world on fire and meditating upon it and being gripped by it, weeping with it. I called the publisher and I requested, I would like to order a case of these books because if it's gripped me this much, I want to purchase more of these books and hand them out to friends and acquaintances and my congregation. They put me through to the department where I could order in bulk an entire case. No one answered the phone, so I left a message. That was on Monday, February 17th, and I waited the rest of the day, and no call was returned. I waited all day Tuesday. I got no return call. Again on Wednesday, I called the publisher, and I said, I would like to order a case of the world on fire. They put me through to the department that would help me. Again, no one answered the phone, so I left another message. Please give me a call. I would like to order a case of these books. I waited throughout the day on Wednesday. No one returned my call. I waited Thursday. No one returned my call. And then Friday morning, I received a call. A young lady called me and she said, Hi, I got your message and I'm sorry for the delay. How can I help you? I said, I would like to order a case of these books. She replied, okay, they come 60 to a case and they're $15 each. Wow, I was surprised. That was way above my budget. And I let her know politely, that's okay. I'm sorry to bother you, but that's way above my budget. I said, I'm gonna take the one book that I have, put my name in it and pass it around to my friends and congregation. We hung up the phone. Later that afternoon, she called me back. She asked me, she said, Sir, do you mind me asking what is your budget for buying these books? And I said, well, I have $100 and I might could pay a little extra for tax or shipping. She said, well, I spoke with the head of my department and he has agreed to give you the books at $5 each, however many you can afford. So I was excited. So she said, okay, here's what I can do. I wanna give you the most books possible and try to stay close to your $100 budget. She said, with shipping and with tax, I can send you for about $120, $125, I can send you 22 books. So I was really excited. 
So I said, okay. So I, I gave her my uh, credit card uh, number over the phone and sure enough, she sent me the book. After I hung up the phone with her, I found out, I realized that she had called me and told me the offer at 2.22 that afternoon. As I saw that 2.22, at first I thought it was the date because it was February 22nd, but it was 2.22 in the afternoon on February 22nd, 2.22, and I took this as a sign that the Lord was showing me that He was divinely ordering my steps concerning that book. So that afternoon, I went back to work for a few more hours and would work hard to get more time to come out to the car and read the book some more. And then I was working out of town that day about 45 minutes from home. And I got off work about five o'clock and started home. Well, to get to my house, I have to come up the mountain. Where I was working that day is at about 1,200 feet elevation. And where I live is about 3,500 feet elevation. So as I'm coming home, I'm driving up the mountain and I get behind a vehicle with North Carolina license plates, but it's personalized plates. And the personalized plate has W-A-L-E-S, Wales. So here I've been reading for five, six weeks this book about the Welsh revival. And here at 2.22 in the afternoon that day on February 22nd, 2.22, I get behind a vehicle with the license plate Wales. Immediately the Holy Spirit came upon me and he said, everything that you're reading about in that book, I will bring up this mountain. That day I was so broken by the Lord, I, have to, I had to pull off the highway. I so longed to see the glory of the Lord come to these mountains and come to this nation. Friend, our nation has to experience the glory of God. We're not gonna be rescued by a vote. We're not gonna be rescued by popular opinion. Only the glory of God is gonna rescue and save the church, the body of Christ. Only the glory of God is going to rescue and save our families. Only the glory of God is going to rescue and save our communities, our towns, our cities, and our nation. Only the glory of God will bring glory to the Lamb. So I challenge you and I ask you, please, this day, seek His face. As the scripture says, the glory of God is in the face of Jesus. As you listen to me narrate this book, I ask you, please humble yourself and ask the Lord, please move in my heart to cry out for a move of God to come to our nation. And Lord, not just so that we can idolize a move of God, not so we can idolize a revival, but so we can lift up the Lamb and see the purity of the covenant that He has made with us by the will of His Father, by the power of His Spirit, by the truth of His Word. I love you, friend. 
I hope and pray that you will allow the Holy Spirit to move upon you as He longs to.